Dad Pod. Welcome this is a video thing as well. Have a name. Podcast. Or midlife crisis. Howdy, daddy. Mm. Midlife crisis. <laughs> Dadcast. That's not bad, actually. Dadcast. Misadventures in parenting. Brought to you by Cadbury Freddo Treasures. Discover the new Freddo Treasures Space Series with Cadbury Dairy Milk Buttons. One surprise toy in every chest. And we're live. You're very welcome along to this week's episode of Dadcast and all the dads are here because we've got a sponsor. Adrian's here. Big day. Hello, lads. Dave's here. Historic afternoon, gentlemen. How are we? Nathan. What is that surprise treasure, Jer? Uh, a, a moment of calm with your child. What mm. more treasure could a parent ask for? <laughs> they say you can't put a price on it, but it turns out you can. How is everybody? Good. All right. Very good, yeah. Enjoying good, the sunny yeah. weather. Where, where you, did you go away, Dave? Were you in Spain or something? There is no sunny weather. What are you talking about? Well, it's certainly sunny outside my back garden right now as I'm looking out. And it was sunny this morning on the golf course. You're, um, you're uh, uh, I was going to say notorious, um, but you tan very well, very quickly, or else you just spend a lot of time outdoors. <laughs> I do tan reasonably quickly, and I do spend a lot of time outdoors, yes. This is mainly the base for this, and you're about the 15th person in the last 15 days to bring it up. But the base for this was laid during our so-called heat wave, our so-called Irish summer. Was it May? Did we get that in May? Where mm, I think uh, yeah, before that, yeah. Yeah, we had a run of about 11 days out of 15 on the beach. That's really where it was. That's where it was got. And of course, topped up with a bottle of fake bake as well. Look, any port in a storm, as they say, Dave, any port in a storm. Well, as, uh, so as we were trying to schedule this, Ger, obviously today, I mean, we'd like to spend a bit of time talking about scheduling. Like the reason we couldn't schedule a bit earlier was because Dave was on the golf course. I mean, you know, we've really got our priorities stacked up exactly as they should be around Dave's uh, bad habits. Hang on, my, my bad habit was scheduled around today's broadcast time. Hmm. There. That's where my priorities lie. God, I'd love a day on the golf course. I would pay good money. Good money. Sorry, I wouldn't pay. Or, but or, or you... <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd be open to free offers. Yeah. I'd, I'd be open to a freebie on the golf course ever before in my life. <laughs> and so why have you not sorted one of these out yet? What, what's stopping you from getting on the golf course? Just on time. Busy. Busy. Hard to get out. And now I'm also this so used to being stuck inside. It feels like it's a big effort to leave. Stockholm. To suddenly say, having been here for like five months solid to go, I'm just going to go now for the next eight hours and play golf and have a beer. Like what would I just do with my family? Am I going to sort of break out in the sweats? And... No, what would they do without me? Oh, okay. To, you know, guide them through the day. My wife now, she can't like... be like... <laughs> <laughs> you said you literally go into that room in the morning and don't come out till the evening. You could you could be playing golf and we wouldn't even notice. Well, I'm trying to make the most of it. I'm back at work next week, so I'm trying to um, trying to make the most of every minute I can before things become chaotic again. And um, unlike you, I will actually see as just as much of the lads as I have been doing because there is no childcare. Well, thankfully we have a camp starting next week for uh, one of them will be off-site until about two o'clock each day which would be very helpful yeah they're oh they they should have realized i know a lot of them are run by sporting organizations and it's for the greater good and all that but we had one of them in a gea camp last week and or sorry two of them in a gea camp last week and two of them in a soccer camp this week and they just don't charge enough money they should have realized the market was ripe for exploitation this summer 
Parents have never been as desperate to get rid of their kids for a few hours. Hunk it up there a little bit. Ours got cancelled because it rained. The indoor area was not sufficiently big enough for the thing to go on. I was kind of like, well, if it rains, let them stay outside in the rain. We don't, we don't mind. Send them home wet. Send them home sopping. Oh. We'll be like, we'll dry That's them. outrageous. Because that was, that was explicitly clear in the rules and regulations. One of the only reasons we would sign up of theirs was even if it rains, this camp is all outdoors. No matter what happens, these children will not be going inside. And I was like, that's fine. See you at two o'clock. Uh, with our camp, you had to order stuff in advance, like the gear. So like, as I, I presume everybody gets the gear. I didn't realize that you don't, you don't get the gear. Uh, you don't have to get the gear. So uh, we got what the camp gear. What camp is this? Ordered the gear. And then it was a fairly well-known camp. I'm not going to mention it. It's not the GA camp, but, uh, is it? Anyway, we got we got got the gear, Nathan. We ordered the gear, and then the well, camp got cancelled. I'm just worried that I haven't ordered the gear. And then uh, I couldn't I couldn't get a refund on that because you were entitled to your full refund if you did it by a certain date. But our camp was still going ahead, and then it emerged that our camp was going ahead, going ahead, going ahead, and then subsequently, uh, after you were allowed to get your full refund, it got cancelled. The only thing I got back was the fee. For the actual event, but the fifty pop each for the year. Jerry, you're a uh, bag, and uh, are, we can't really hear like, and you can't hear us. You back with Dave, us? Dave, how are you? I am very well. I'm I'm as probably as bored as our listeners are right now. But, uh, <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I was just looking to see if the technology would write itself. Overall, I'm very well. Um, it's been uh, it's been a good last couple of weeks. I am thankful that we finally seem to have some sort of a roadmap as regards a school resumption, praying that it goes as they hope it will over the next three weeks. I'm not quite sure what I'll do when I'm in the house on my own and there's an eerie silence. <laughs> <laughs> if only we had some evidence for how that, how that goes. <laughs> anyway, but I am looking forward to them going back to school and seeing their mates and being normal children again. And me being a normal parent again, which does not involve the vast majority of your time spent with them. But no, overall, I'm grand. I've no real stories um, from during the week. But uh, the, well, there was one big development in terms of, I suppose, a landmark. The gate was finally taken off the bedroom the other night. That is the first time there has been a bedroom without a gate in the house. Probably <laughs> the other lads started walking. The older guys started walking. <laughs> How many people are, are want to ask the obvious question? <laughs> I, 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 I literally hadn't even thought of it until I heard it in the background. It is, this, this last 15 minutes does not represent our best work. Uh, at least it's consistent, Dave. So. <laughs> yeah, the, um, because the younger guy has found a way to climb over it, so there's render, rendering it useless. So, But I, even just taking it down, it was just a pause for thought, a reminder how unbelievably quick the last six years have gone. It has gone on the blink of an eye. And I know when you become a parent, all other parents will tell you that realizing how quickly time goes is a bit numbing because you don't really understand it until you go through it yourself. And to think that the six years have gone as quickly as they can is astonishing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely astonishing. And you can understand how our parents must feel. Like my parents being the parents of a 40-year-old. The last 40 years, I, just, I would say they've just gone 
and in what feels like 10 or 15 years. It's astonishing. You'd be hanging on to the gate, Dave, I presume, just sticking in the garage, just in case, like... I will be... What do you do with a gate? <laughs> well, it means in case there's another one. Okay. Yeah, I shall be trying to <laughs> offload it to my little sister who has just had a baby, um, as I have done an awful lot of stuff. Thankfully, she seems to feel there's a need for it all, so... <laughs> things like nappy bins and cots and rockers and clothes and all sorts have been handed down. So um, there's a line. I think there's a line of stuff that I'll accept. I think nappy bins is beyond that line. Well, <laughs> Anything shit has passed through is a. No, I'm not. I'm not up for it. I mean, I don't care how much cleaning goes into it. I'm not having it. Well, it's rare, if ever, any part of the nappy bin actually had poo on it. Very rare. Would you put that in writing, Dave, and stick it in a letter and put it inside the nappy bin? I just, well, if there's that a... is the genius of the nappy bin. If, the, if, it end, if there is poo on the nappy bin, it's because you haven't wrapped the nappy up properly. Oh, have you got one of these fancy nappy, fancy nappy bins, the ones that you like put in and it sort of wraps it up like a... Yeah, and you twist it around the top. Ah, it, right. It ties a nut, and then uh, eventually the bag is full. And when you take it out, it's just one series of tied up nappies like a... Uh, like those sweets you used to be able to get in the shop where there'd be about 10 sweets on top of <laughs> Just like a sweet, Deb, yeah. <laughs> and you just tie like, a knot on the bottom of it and throw that in the bin and go again. I feel like an awful, I mean, a Neanderthal, maybe more than usual, that we just do the old stick it in a bag. And I yeah. every, every time I stick it, we've got like a door that leads to the front door. That's a little bit away. So I have a game every time where I try and get it through. It's a very narrow passageway. And it really is the only thing that keeps me going when the smell is unbearable. Uh, but I feel <laughs> like it, as if I'm like 50 years back, that we just like stick it in the bag and throw it in the bin. Well, uh, you would you do that if it's a one-off dump, like on the beach somewhere, or right. outside of your um, what? your children's bedroom. <laughs> who's dumping? Oh, who's who's, who's shitting on the beach? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, lads. I I am unable to count on two hands the number of times I've had to deal with a dump on the beach in the last three months. What? Wow. Well, where else? Sorry, where else? You, if when you're on the beach and someone needs to go, what are your alternatives? Slip into uh, the sea, in. Dave. <laughs> what? You're not going to the sea. No. <laughs> it's so, gone in there anyway. So, like, well, that did come from Adrian Barry, the man that watched us don't take a dump in a park and can't walk. <laughs> it wasn't even. It wasn't even a park. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, what are you supposed to do when you're on the beach and someone says they need to go? No, I just don't think my lads would. They'd like, they'd hold, hold it out till the bitter end. Yeah, your lads aren't three years old, though. <laughs> mm. So what happened? You do crouch, crouch, hold, engage. Is that it? And crouch, so, hold, engage. You bring a, a large enough bag that you then put your hand into as if you're um, dealing with some kind of large <laughs> cattle or a uh, dog. And then you try and get rid of as much of it as you can, and you've got the wipes with you to wipe the bum, and then you throw it all into the bin. Uh, fair enough. There you go. Now, there was one day where I had forgotten to bring said bag and wipes, Oof. and um, I got him to do it into a bucket. And did you? What did you do with the bucket? <laughs> Build, 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 build. <laughs> a shit castle. <laughs> a surprise sandcastle. A real. You know, people, you know he's hey, building a sandcastle. And somebody comes and kicks it over. Well, that'll teach them. That'll teach them. I, uh, I brought the bucket down to a bin and dumped the dump into the bin and then 
brought the bucket down to the sea and washed it out. What are you doing? <laughs> Knocking the shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, you take what the situation as best you can. You don't just leave it there as they do in the Barry households. <laughs> you did leave it there for just to look for uh, new listeners, new viewers who are catching up with this today. There was an incident. Just explain what happened, Adrian. I, for, I, I, so I we mean, don't. So you can't sue the podcast for libel. We're we're also talking about this as an isolated incident, lads. And uh, I'd be I'd be I'd be a barefaced liar if I said that was actually the case. Um, no, we just got short um, out by the side of the road one day, and like Dave said, like what are the options? So we and I'd, I had nothing with me. I had nothing in terms of supporting material be it a bag or a wipe or a bucket in Dave's case so we just did it by the side of the road I suppose the right thing to have done would it have been to have obviously gone back see because he's at that age where he's obviously he's like three and a half so he's beyond where you need to bring an happy bag out an happy bag out which you're fine I mean maybe the story says that that's not the case no he's not beyond uh, you're never beyond I but you're beyond in the 23 yeah, you're beyond in the sense that like we're going up the road to kick a ball and go for a walk. Okay, right. If you're out for Happy something with a little more, a little longer in duration. Oh no, it's within uh, worryingly within striking distance of my home. Okay. But, um, <laughs> so yeah, that's what the right thing to have done would have been. To go- now look, I did go back and clean up the shit. Now, well, sorry, that was that. That might be new news. You might have altered the story in the retelling. No, no, I did go back. I did go back. I like the shit. I let the shit be weathered. I don't know what you're talking about, sure. I let the shit be weathered for a while, and which you can. It's very easy to get in and get involved, and like how long? Trusty, how long? It's crusty, like a week. Oh, what? you didn't go back. You did not go <laughs> back. And I did, I did. No, you did not. Oh. <laughs> for a week. That is not true. That it is was a, mostly that is false. Erroneous. It was mostly. It was mostly to do with the. I didn't feel. I actually didn't feel bad about it at all at the time. I'm not going to lie. I, I didn't feel this is a desperately. This is a desperate. How close to your house? Um, I mean, I don't want to get into too much specifics, but um, what about uh, what about uh, within, what about within coronavirus? Shitting, shitting, shitting I'm fairly sure. I'm fairly sure leaving a shit there could well spread some coronavirus for anybody who touches it. I mean, I don't think it, the positioning of the shit would have allowed. Although I did see a cat the other day. Anybody see that? A cat got coronavirus. Yeah, because so, somebody's child shit on the street. <laughs> and uh, Adrian, what are so, your feelings on dog owners that don't clean up after? I, the dog? I'll be honest with you, Dave. Again, I can't lie about this. I had spent probably a good part of lockdown up to that point, which might have been like six weeks, cursing dog owners for not cleaning up their dog shit off the footpath, and and. I think realizing that more, more and more dog owners were not cleaning up after their dogs, <laughs> <laughs> and yet you were you were allow, willing to allow that lie there for a week. Ready, willing, and it turns out quite able. That's wow! Strange. But it wasn't on the footpath. Now we didn't just like do what they do in the McIntyre household and drop tools right there in the middle of, you know, the no, middle, hi, well, no, that's the middle whoa, of passageway. Whoa, erroneous! <laughs> I found a nice private secluded area amongst the dunes. To do the job. Okay. This was not just done like, you know, al fresco. We uh, made an effort to shield everybody from what was going on. Which beach, as a public service, which beach is your child shitting on? <laughs> which dune? Which dune specifically? <laughs> he, my child, has never taken a dump once on any actual beach. It was done away from the beach, and it was all cleaned up. And it was Port Marnock Beach, which okay. we left as resplendent. <laughs> Upon our arrival, as it was when we were leaving, so I mean, apart from the big fad shit and its remnants, (laughs) there there are no fingers that can be pointed in my direction on this. 
at least he cleaned it up. I mean, sorry, you were oh, about yes, to say yeah. that it wasn't like it me. Wasn't, it wasn't on the footpath. Where, where, what's like, uh, you know, me. again, not looking for the the Google Maps uh, coordinates here, Adrian. But what? So it wasn't on the footpath. It was where in was hedging. It? it was in hedging by the uh, by the edge of the road. I did private private garden or the corpo. No, uh, no, 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 no. It would have been. It would have definitely been under the um, Dunleary Ratdown Council. I would think or the local uh, the local council. Yeah. That is. But there's no evidence. Disgraceful. As Dave said, myself and Dave have done the same thing. They, you know, we had to go at that time. You couldn't. There's nothing. A week later, why did you say you'd be uh, guilty a week later? What happened? Well, no, I spoke to you. I spoke to you on the diecast, and I was also on the news round that week. And for whatever reason, I don't know what was going on. I was in a, it was lockdown, and I can't fully explain what was happening. Uh, I decided to tell the story on the news round as well. I felt uh, there was some contact after that, and I felt, I felt sufficiently poor about it, or reflected deeply. Thought I better go and clean up that shit. That's uh, that's pretty much what I did. <clears throat> it was much easier when it was crusty. Okay, wow. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. I think we can legitimately turn our noses up at you, Adrian, for it. the lowest uh, behaviour we've had from any dad I on this pod. I don't judge you for judging me. I would do the same. Good. This is a judgment-free zone, but um, but I'm just <laughs> clean up your clean up your own shit, literally. Let our listeners be the judge of this. Sort Lads, of lockdown was a strange time for everybody. Listen, we can all sort of reflect. We all did things that we shouldn't have done during lockdown, and uh, you know. What else did you do on a par with just, just leaving your child things. shit in the middle of the road? That was my thing. I want to know about you. That was that was my thing. When we reflect on this, you know what I mean. When you're writing your memoirs in years to come, you'll say, Oof, "We shat." Lockdown was so bad. We shat on the side of the road. We shat in hedging and we left it there. As a no, what's this we business? <laughs> <laughs> here, son, here's how you do it. <laughs> As a community, that's what happened to us, Dave. Anyway, the, um, the direction we took towards this particular conversation was because we have removed the gate from the room. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a remarkable tangent. I don't know how we got here. Yeah, well, I just had to side, go back o- over my steps there just to figure out how exactly we got to this point. But, um, yeah, it's, it's just a little measure of how quickly time is going and how there are no babies left in the house and never will be again <laughs> until there are grandchildren in the house, of course. But uh, it's, um, it just makes you, it just jolts you a little when you realize that all of those things that you enjoyed happening will no longer happen, no, will never happen again. And the gate's mm. gone, it's now in the shed, and um, we, we will not need another one. It does mean they can wander freely and roam free around the house at night, though. You do seem to be saying the, we won't need it again. There won't be another one. We'll never see the likes again, particularly loudly in your house there, Dave. Oh, As I'm if you're just, coming under some sort of pressure. I'm just hoping Lockdown has done funny things to all of us, as Adrian just said. I just hope my wife is eavesdropping and can hear me say those words very forcefully. Or else, either that or you'll have to wait until the podcast is published and then put it on the smart player. And turn it up really loud. Yeah, just that line. Just, <laughs> What's that, that guy saying? <laughs> just tip that one line. No, no, there's, there's no fear of uh, us needing the gate again. And unless we have to barricade something else up at some stage. <laughs> there you go. That was my news for the week. Uh, okay. Uh, one of the very first episodes of this um, entire enterprise on Dadcast was you talking about the letter you'd got about your imminence. Uh, and here we are three years later. <laughs> I think you might be still talking. Do you even have a, a letter that uh, the, the people would take off you now? I doubt it. I'd say there's a statute of limitations on such documentation. It's probably no longer valid. I probably need to get a refresh 
refresher on that. We must be at a year since our one and only live expedition where Dave promised to go and get the snip. I'd say we are. Oh, nearly, yeah, nearly. It's coming next up. week. It, it's, yeah. um, it's, it's generally the, last the end week of August. August. Yeah, last week of Start August, of September. Yeah. So now what's picnic. unsurprisingly, <laughs> given what the country has been through over the last five months. <laughs> You're blaming COVID. Well, it's, I, it's, it's certainly, if I had taken steps to do something about it, I've no doubt that the presence of COVID would have been a hindrance. Woo, in what way COVID like, arrives. In that all, all uh, elective surgeries, I would imagine, were put on the back burner. It seems like it, there's no better time to go into hospital, Dave, at the minute, from everything you hear from the medical profession, that people are, a bit like yourself, sort of reluctant to go in to get routine, fairly routine procedures done, like, you know, severing off your manhood or whatever the... Uh, <laughs> Technical. Term. We've been through this, Adrian. Yeah, it's not. It's not an arena, Bob. It's face at some stage, someday, and um, the dadcast members and the podcasters will be amongst the first to hear. But we do. Will you, in the absence of like falling short of your promise to our audience to, to do it within a year? Like, can we do it as a live? Will you allow us to come with us with you on the mic with the microphones? That is something I would have to give long, deep consideration to. It's not something I can answer right now. Okay, well, consider. So is it definitely still happening? Well, someday, when I get around to it. <laughs> really? What What is the decision-making process as a matter of interest? Because I'm I'm interested in this. Like, what is the Ooh. go, no go? How do you weigh uh, these things up? Well, the math. The, and I've said this before. I don't know why we're going through this conversation again. Um, the biggest barrier to it happening is laser. By the way, Dave's wife is right around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> this is brilliant. For anybody who's only listening, no, she's to, gone, watching this. She's gone, back up, she's gone back up to the office. Check the it biggest, out on YouTube because the nervous The biggest, bar, is, uh, biggest barrier is that I just couldn't be bothered. Why are you so interested suddenly, Jer? Yeah. I'm a, I'm a man of a certain age. You must be, you know, considering it is a truth universally acknowledged that a man who has three kids. Must be in need of a vasectomy. I mean, that's the opening line to that great Jane Austen novel, right? Sure. Uh, so, are you going to put a timeline on it, Jer? Yeah, no, that was. Well, give yourself a hostage to fortune. Why would you do that? It's much easier to like needle Dave here and kind of <laughs> see what's going. And so, it never crossed either of the rest of your minds. Adrian, you, you've only got two, so you obviously have a couple more to go. Oof. I wouldn't mind actually having, I've always thought like I'd like to have three and if we're fortunate enough, hopefully that's the number uh, we probably wrap things up on. But like, I'd never imagined that I'd have the thought about like thought about having a, like I'd love to have four or five or six, but uh, the practicalities of that is I, just not, I can't even begin to sort of wrap my head around it. So yeah, we'd like to have another one at some point. I'd imagine. For what reason could you possibly want four or five or six? Because I think I've just figured out that's what life is all about like. What? <laughs> what are you around, talking around about? the time around the time that my son was taking a shit by the side of the road, <laughs> I thought, but oh, this is what so life cute. is all about. <laughs> this is what life is all about. Um, no, I, I, I mean, I enjoy the kids, and I, I mean, but I'm saying that I'm actively saying that I don't know if, like, having three times the number of kids we currently have is <laughs> the most uh, sensible approach. But um, yeah, I don't know. Before you go, you got three. 
Before you go any further, I want to just uh, remind everybody that uh, Dadcast is brought to you in association with uh, Cadbury's new Fredo Treasures, the space series with Cadbury Dairy Milk Buttons and one surprise toy in every chest. Only 76 calories, Nathan, so here, quids in here. Uh, you can also get the white Fredo Treasures, white Cadbury Dairy Milk Buttons and one surprise mm. toy in every chest. And the white is only one single calorie more. Uh, it's in store now. White chocolate has more calories. One single, one, one single calorie, calorie more. Wow. I think what's it's going to be the most interesting aspect of that cast over the coming weeks is Jer finding an appropriate spot to get that little plug in. Well, I was wondering if after Adrian's story was good or the mid the second conversation was was <laughs> the better the better option. <laughs> Um, I, I, I mean, it's handy for me to say this now, but our son absolutely loves the giant buttons, absolutely bonkers with them. And we use them as a, they, they, I don't know if they specifically feature on the milk ladder, which he was on trying to uh, wean off his intolerance, um, or if we invented that, but he absolutely loves them and we give them to him all the time. Uh, I endorse this product. That's what I'm saying. Well, clearly, clearly me and Jer endorse this product. The big question is, will they get the thumbs up from McIntyre? <laughs> Don't answer well, it. I, will, uh, <laughs> I can Just assure, say yes. that, I can I assure you that Cadbury's buttons are a regular treat in this house. So I wholeheartedly endorse this product <laughs> of the core event. <laughs> what am I talking about? All I heard was. <laughs> uh, so, Nathan, uh, uh, sorry, go on, yeah. no, I'm, I'm not having another child. You're finished. 100%. But I'm, as I said previously, I'm still a very young man, still in my you know, mid-30s. So uh, it's, just too, it's just too early. If I went it's now, they'd send me out the door. They'd send me out the door and go, what are you doing here? Come back in 10 years. Uh, is that because you might have another relationship where you want to have children with uh, okay. you know, a second wife? <laughs> Couldn't possibly predict. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Well, give me five years and I'll uh, consider it then. I'm definitely not getting one before I'm 43. Why, 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 uh, you, why, what's the resistance? Just, I have no temptation to go there right now. I have no desire. <laughs> <laughs> I, have no, I have no desire. No desire. To, uh, no. <laughs> but like, but the rise, there's no point having. <laughs> no, but like, what, I, what I'm saying is like, and I'm not judging you for this because, like, whatever, but uh, you're, you don't want to have any more kids. No. And, and you're accepting that you're going to get one at some point. So, oh, no, I'm not accepting I'm going to get one at any point. I all right, okay. Somehow, at some point... It, and is know. this because you think less of people who do get them, like? What's the... No, I, I, <laughs> I have no issue with anybody who wants to get one or doesn't want to get one. I, it's literally not something I have given any thought to whatsoever i just don't feel that i'm ready to even consider it i don't know why there's no real that's, rhyme that's, or yeah, reason question, i can yeah. guarantee you i do not want another child yeah. but for some reason as you say adrian i'm just not willing to let them <laughs> go and <laughs> and <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> i mean is this not um is this not toxic masculinity where the men don't take any responsibility for their own contraception It's a bit of a stretch. Oh, is it not? It's not. It's not your job to look after this. But actually, oh, but it that could doesn't be. mean I. That doesn't mean I'm not looking after things. 
<laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> I think it means that you are absolutely looking out for things. <laughs> he is being responsible, Jared, is what he's saying. He is being responsible. Like, there's a possibility here, Jared, that... that uh, we, all, not... we all know the best method of being responsible <laughs> that we've all signed up to from time to time for extended periods. <laughs> <laughs> start that again. <laughs> start that again. Never mind. Never mind. Move on. Oh wow! I think everybody's hitting the re reverse thirty seconds here. What did he say? I think there's a possibility that neither of them are being responsible, Jerry. That I mean, that removes the toxic masculinity aspect. Okay, fair enough. You were going to say something else there, Nathan, that was going to uh, take us away. No, I can't. I, I, it's gone out of my mind right now. Uh, oh yeah, we got we left all three children behind for the first time at the weekend. On <laughs> some tears, some tears. Right? Yes, on their own. No, with my uh, parents, there were some tears for my wife, but they all seemed to survive. The uh, youngest, this was her first time not being with her mother twenty four seven, but she seems to have come through it thankfully. But what I was wondering, and this is I don't know if this is a relevant topic for Dadcast, it was our first night out. So we're in a hotel down in I won't name it down in Galway. Um, and the social distancing and all that side of it really wasn't up to scratch. And I was sitting there the whole night going, it's a bit bloody uncomfortable. What are you meant to do in that scenario? Like what we did in the end was just removed ourselves from the situation. Yeah. But bloody hell. And also, like, I know expectations have been lowered and I'm fine with all that, but it was still in your head you're looking forward to like your first night away. And actually you end up spending the whole night sort of looking around going, why is that guy sound so close to me? Why don't you wear a mask? What, 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 no, no, no. Now maybe it's just me a stickler for the rules and all of this. I'm just yeah. wondering. Yeah, it's like, not do that we... you're a stickler for the rules. It's that you want to feel comfortable. And these places are supposed to be putting the precautions in place whereby everybody that goes in is feeling comfortable. So you're right. I, don't, I've, I have felt like that a couple of times. I've been, been in the gym a couple of times and I've not felt comfortable and I've left. And I've gone, made sure I get the next time I go back, it's an off-peak time and there's far more space um, and there have been times even in a couple of outdoor situations that I just haven't been comfortable so we've removed ourselves from it. That's all you can do because it's only it's up to you to take care of yourself and everyone else in your family. But yeah, there is a real feeling out there when sometimes that everybody thinks or a lot of people think that it's all done. We're done and dusted, we're through, we're beyond it. There will be no second wave and that we can go back to getting as close to people as we used to do. And it's, it's bizarre behavior. Hmm. Yeah, so we were in the restaurant, and again, what's the recommendation at the moment? Maybe it's only one meter, so they probably technically were, but there was probably still 50 tables in the restaurant, all full at the exact same time. No staff wearing a mask, nobody in the restaurant at all wearing a mask. So it's like, mm, that's a bit, bit loose. I don't know what I was imagining. Maybe every restaurant is like this. I've only been to one. So maybe this is the experience everyone has gone through. No, then you go downstairs. everywhere. Well, that, I would have assumed that staff were wearing masks, particularly because like waiting staff are literally going right over your shoulder to put down your plate or whatever. <laughs> Coughing on your food. Yeah, They've got those visors that, that helpfully direct all of their like stuff straight down. <laughs> yeah. And then we went uh, downstairs and in my head it was like, well, you won't be able to get a drink after dinner anyway. But there was a big sign for the bar, table service only. Turned out it wasn't table service only. And we sat out in the foyer where it was fine and spacey, but I had a look in the bar at one stage because I was thinking about getting another drink, and I'd say there was 
cramped into a small space, like 30 people. And I'm like, hey, who is, like, should somebody not be policing all of this? Well, the should I be policing <laughs> all of this? I was like, should I ring the guards here? Or then I'm like, as, as, as it was a very interesting night. Spent most of the evening Googling what the actual uh, recommendations are. <laughs> and then yeah, going show, showing it to people. And I'm just wondering when, like, we started talking about going back to school, what it will actually be like and that sort of calling each other out culture that has, has gone with this. Like, if your kids are doing the right thing, but if you're walking in and a kid is coughing and spluttering, you tell the parents maybe you should bring him home. I don't know. Who's going to be brave enough to do that, really? You don't know who you're dealing with. No. Um, Are there going to be temperature checks in schools? Definitely. I don't think it was on the recommendations. I'd have to read them in detail. Just fill them with cowpaw before you go in, Jer. Well, that's the thing. That's what parents are going to do. Yeah. But if we are at the point where any child that has a runny nose is going to be advised against coming to school, who's going to be able to cope with that as parents who are out working on a daily basis? Because my child would be ineligible for 70% of the school year if that was the case. Mm. Well, there should be less of that now because there will be some social distancing, if not much. So, How many of your kids been sick over the last four months? Well, no. one of my lads has had a cough for like the last month, nonstop, in the morning generally, but and is gone by the, by the time the afternoon comes around. But you're kind of looking at that going, like, if he's still like that at the beginning of September, and he's walking <laughs> in on day one. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, whose kid is that? <laughs> isn't, that kid, isn't that kid's father a member of the PA? Yeah. The chairman. Yeah, chairman. My, I wonder, we are going to have issues with um, immunization and um, what's the, and the word? It's a brain freeze here, the word I'm looking for, where you, children are no, longer, are no longer passing every virus and illness onto each other. Mm. immunity and they have not been sick in four months they have had no colds no coughs no earaches none of the usual stuff that we're always getting because they're in creche and mixing with other children five days a week i'd say the longest we've ever gone without one of them in sick is a month and now we're four or five months into this and they have been Good point 100 yeah. healthy since the day that leo Varadkar confirmed schools were being closed so I am wondering what sort of an onslaught of viruses and colds and everything else yes. that go fresh and schools that we're going to be in for in the, heading into the autumn and the winter. Yes, that's a good point. Uh, I do think though that like hopefully employers will be a bit more, you know, ready for that. And uh, in the past, it would have been a disaster. Somebody would have to stay off work and not do any work. Now it'll be like, I'm going to be at home. I'm going to be doing work between this hour and this hour. Okay, fair enough. We're set up for that. We we at least understand that that's, that's something that not you plan for, but like we understand and we're taking the opportunity to be a better workplace. That if you're sick, if your kids are sick, we understand that. Work when you can today. That'll be great. That's better than, than nothing we would have got off you in the past. They will. Still not ideal, though, is it? No, it's not. Absolutely, it's going to be. 
Um, I, the fact that they've been so well for so for so long, hopefully that does boost their immune system and makes them more robust when something happens. That's not the way it works, though, is it? I know we're not medical practitioners here. Boss. But <laughs> like, it's never stopped us before. <laughs> it's all of those illnesses circulating out there. They haven't gone away. And the fact that they haven't been exposed to them for so long now, they're going to be inundated with them now when they go back to school. Mm. And because you can't send your child in with a cold or a runny nose or a little cough, like the amount of times I've been a little bit worried maybe by a temperature or by a bad chesty cough and I've been in, in the doctor's room, waiting room at 9 a.m. and the child has been in school at 10 a.m. That has happened many times where the doctor says he's fine, just give him some Calpol, um, it's a little cold, there's nothing to worry about. And they go into school or they're going to crash. Now, you never, you never send them in with anything serious, like the flu or something, or like if they're hocking up phlegm or something. But all of those incidents now will involve you keeping the child out of school. I th I'm not sure about that. I think that actually, as it all plays out, like it just depends. I, God knows where we end up with the phases and with the spread of the disease. But like, I do think that people will accept that every time a kid has a Nathan's kid is coughing all over everyone else, it's not always coronavirus. Like, I think as it plays out in practical terms, I think that sure there'll have to be some flexibility in that front. Well, how will there be? You won't be. You can't. You won't be there to say in your most adamant voice that this is not COVID-19. He just has a cold. And how are you to know whether he has COVID-19 or whether he just has a cold? Absolutely. But I, I look at you right. And it'll, it will inevitably, you would assume, inevitably increase the spread of coronavirus. Like, I think that's just a fairly inevitable offshoot of it. But I just don't know. In practical terms, I think that, like, you might make that decision, Dave, and I might make that decision. And then somebody else might decide actually screw it, I'm just going to send my kid in, they've got a bit of a sniffle, I've no idea what, and I'm sending them in. Uh, you know, Nathan was joking about it there, but actually I just think that's exactly what it ended up happening. But are you not going to get a call then at half nine, ten o'clock from know. the school principal saying, your child seems fine, but he just is a little under the weather, he's been sneezed a couple well, of times, he's coughed a couple of times, come down yeah. again, and you've planned your work day, you're in a meeting, whatever the case may be. Like there, there are going to be some really difficult situations for parents who've already been struggling to cope with homeschooling and working from home and not seeing yeah. their peers. This is going to happen. And you can understand too, you don't want to be a teacher or a school principal working in a school where children are still being sent into school with a runny nose and a cough. Mm. Mm. The, the cues at the bar suggest that People just carry on. I know people are a bit pissed and it might be a slightly different scenario, but it's, that's the outlook. We had Luke O'Neill on this morning. He was saying that what will happen is what's happened everywhere else, that there'll be elements of lockdown. So if it happens in our kid's school, our kid's school will be locked down and it'll be shut down for long enough to make sure that anybody who is potentially infected and nobody will be allowed to come back until they've all had clear tests. So like, they'll get to a level where they're closing street by street and school by school as opposed to, okay, all of North Dublin is gone or all of South Dublin or all of Kildare or all of, um, they'll be in towns and schools closing stuff down. And that would be the repercussions for sending your kid in when they had a sniffle that turned out to be COVID when you didn't know. So look, it, it'll be up to us to um, not inflict it on our community. Well, nobody wants to be the parent that's sent in their COVID-19 positive child to school. 
there will be some shaming there. Yeah, but even at that, you might not even know. No, you may not know, but you still sent the kid in with symptoms of some yeah. illness, no matter how light it may have been. And mm. we've all taken the chance of sending our children into crash or school, hoping that you wouldn't get the call two hours later. Knowing that your kid was a bit under the weather, probably because you had 18 holes of golf booked and not an important deal ceiling meeting with um, a major corporate. But those days are gone now. And we are just, I guess if we're prepared mentally and schedule wise for these sort of developments, well, we should be in a better position to deal with it. The whole, uh, we are all in it together thing, that there was a real sense of that in May. And then people started to come off that when it was like, well, why aren't, why aren't we opening up faster? And then they opened up faster and then the government formation happened almost immediately afterwards. Uh, is there going to be a long-term benefit to the fact that we all went through this thing together or has the infighting started to the point now where everybody's like, it, this is my field full? Yeah, it, it's funny talking about the schools going back and you know, will parents send kids in? Like that conversation seemed unimaginable three months ago, much like the conversations we're having then seemed unimaginable. Because I think three months ago, if we spoke about schools coming back, in September, it was, well, there's no way in hell if your child had a sniffle, you would even consider sending it back to school because we all have this responsibility to each other that we've never been more aware of and that that was going to continue. But in the space of a couple of months, it feels like that has sort of broken down. Okay, we, everyone will still have quite a bit of awareness and responsibility if your child has a temperature. Like, you would have to assume 99.9% .9 of the people won't send them into school. But I still think a lot more people will send their kids to school now than would have thought they would have back in, back in May. And even people going to work, like, again, I didn't think a couple of months into this, you know, if you had any sort of a cough, that people would go into the office. Yeah, anytime I'm in the office, I'm looking around going, is that coughing? And I'm going to name him right now. <laughs> <laughs> but you know we're not in all this together. It hasn't, it has never been the case that we're in this together. Like, there have been plenty of people who have been stopping at 8 p.m. and outside their house to applaud the HSE frontline workers who have spent time at a house party or in a pub or somewhere they should not have been yeah. over the last two or three months. I mean, it's ridiculous that you're standing there applauding. What good is applauding a HSE worker when you're actually not doing what you should be doing? It's absolute bullshit. And there are going to be the same segment of the population that will still take risks with the health of others because it suits them or because they don't see themselves as being vulnerable. That is going to be the case as well with the kids going back to school. There will be a parent somewhere that will send their children in knowing that they have a temperature. That's going to happen. Now, it's up to the teachers who have an already ridiculously difficult job to be able to spot those situations. And I'm sure they have procedures in place there whereby a call is made on it very quickly and parents are expected to come and collect those children almost immediately. That's, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that has been discussed at principal level and being fed down through teachers. And a SWAT school. team comes in, rips the child out, and an airplane <laughs> flies over both the parents' schools, naming the parents and saying <laughs> that they've sent their child in. And then it's the lead, the 6-1 six, six News every night is just a list of the parents who sent their COVID children into school that day. It takes <laughs> like 45 the, minutes to get through all the names. Like the tax defaulters list in the newspaper. <laughs> that's that's what the parents' names should be, and it, we need one of those cage-type things that drop down out of a roof in a jeweler shop, or someone's trying to make off <laughs> with a diamond necklace, and 
if the, the child's desk is just surrounded by perspex glass. Then if that is the case, they could probably spend the rest of the day there and keep learning. And we've been talking a little bit about mental scars, but uh, there's none in that one. Right. Uh, I think that's enough for this week. Um, at DadCastPod on Twitter. You can email dadcast at offtheball.com if you have anything that you want to get off your chest or if you have anything indeed that you think that we should be covering on the pod. Anything else that anybody wants to go uh, to mention well, before we go? Did we the birds and the bees stuff? Or are we supposed to do that this week? Or was that am I... We did that last week. Oh, did we? <laughs> 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 like was, oh, we did, we did, like we did. We did, we did that you just we forgot did. about. Yeah, we did. Well, there, there I go back. One, I go back and clean that up. There was one other item that maybe we can just tease it now, and then we can um, get some insight from our listeners and you lads can have a think about it as well. But I have noticed, and I just be a little bit wary because I think I'm in with earshot of a couple of little people who may not be impressed by what I'm about to say. But I, so far, and I'm in no way writing anybody off because you know it's early days but I just don't get the feeling that the subject matter with which I am most obsessed, i.e. sport, um, is shared in the same obsessive way by the younger members of my household. Oof. And yes, that could change. And I'll absolutely always allow them to play their own furrow and whatever they're into, I will be there with them 100% and back them and make whatever... um, money or equipment available to them as is necessary but i would obviously dearly love both to be obsessed with football and rugby and not golf and every other sport that i'm obsessed with are there any other parents out there in that situation do you absolutely just leave it do you try and maybe nudge them in a certain direction and um are there parents out there of children who to a certain age maybe seven or eight even showed absolutely no interest in something like soccer but then suddenly maybe because the kids in school were mad about it became obsessed with it then. I would like some listener input because at the moment it doesn't look like they're going to go down the same route as I did where I, by the age of six, I was already um, adorning my walls with posters of players and cute annuals and anytime there was a match on it simply had to be watched and all other life events needed to be paused so everyone could sit down and watch it. We're definitely not on that path at the moment. I mean, we could get into it now if you want, but um, we'll keep it for next week then. Mm. Are you sure you were six? I often wonder this as well. And then I sort of think back and go, maybe I wasn't six. Maybe I was like 10 when I properly, properly got into it. Well, no, because there are, there are timestamps. Um, Mexico 86 being one. So I didn't turn seven until that October. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Maybe I was, yeah, I was definitely six, yeah. So, but there's a World Cup and there's there's stuff to collect, and there's football on TV. Like, you, you need to get the collectibles. It's not well, anyway. Look, we'll, if anybody has any advice, and uh, well, I'm not trying to push them into it. That, that's I'm not trying. Mm. I'm not just gonna oh, that's clear, Dave. That's definitely clear. <laughs> I mean, that's not true. <laughs> yeah. Well, I haven't I haven't done anything that would be construed as pushing. Yes. So I like I'm not just going to rock up with a bag full of panini stickers and say, "Here you go, lads. Figure this out." What? That might be all needs. And do you play football with them? Yeah, well, I try to regularly. And they, I always get the impression they're just humoring me by saying, okay, uh, well, let's, we'll play for five minutes. And then like, there might be seven or eight passes into it. And they, and they literally go, okay, three more passes. And then we're playing hide and seek. I never get more than two minutes out of it. I want to play football for an hour because I'm like a child when there's a football around. Even like just driving by a game of football 
I'm looking in wistfully at the pitch going, geez, I'd love to just throw on a pair of boots and go out there. So, um, yeah, I'd say we, there are attempts made to play football several days a week, but it never really lasts as long as I would like it. But, I mean, it, will, it could never last as long as I would like it because the entire play time, for me, I would rather spend it playing football. All right. Uh, should Dave Tiger parent his children? Answer us on <laughs> dadcast at offtheball.com. Uh, this dadcast is in the books. Thanks very much for being part of it. We'll see you next week. Take care. Dadcast, misadventures in parenting. Brought to you by Cadbury Freddo Treasures. Discover the new Freddo Treasure Space Series with Cadbury Dairy Milk Buttons, one surprise toy in every chest.